The revolution has begun. Join the revolution, the lost art with Steve Gould. For only the very best in progressive rock, every Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m., only on MMH, the home of rock radio. Folks, hello, good evening, welcome. My name is Ben. You're now listening to Dancing with the Dead on mmhradio.co.uk. I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. I hope you've just been listening to Mighty Mark Parker delivering the awesomeness that is Pedal to the Metal, your weekly mix of whatever he can get his mitts on. Absolutely love Mark's show. I really, really do. What are we doing tonight? Well, it's still February, so I'm still doing Throwback February. This month, I'm doing shows from 20, 15, 10, and five years ago across the four weekends. We started last week, we went furthest back to 2003, which means five years on, 15-year show. This time, we're looking at 2008. Now, for me, I'm not going to lie to you folks. 2008, I went... I, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to rock music. <laughs> so this particular show, there's going to be a lot more electronic and a lot more indie in this one than you would normally get on my normal shows because it's where my head was at at the time. There are some artists that I found in years gone by that also happened to release records that year that just happened to be a very nice lucky bonus as well. All right. So we're going to start off relatively light before we start to build up towards the heavier stuff in the second half. She's uh, just released her most recent record. This is my battle cry towards the end of last year. It's a rather marvellous Araya, but in 2008, she released the brilliant Hearts for Bullets. From that, this is Invisible.
that was Araya. The song is called Invisible. You can find it on her 2008 album, Hearts for Bullets. Um, it's it's an absolutely amazing record. It really, really is. If you also go and check out the uh, there's a double disc version, which I've reached the second half of the record. I believe she refers to as Planet Parking, from what I can recall. Um, and uh, that it contains a load of remixes and sort of covers. It's a really cool package. Absolutely fantastic. As I mentioned, the most recent record, this is my battle cry, dropped uh, late last year. Go to Araya.bandcamp.com. You can stream the album there. If you want to go find her out, it's at Araya Official on Instagram and Twitter. Um, absolutely immense. Love her work. Really, really, really do. But um, yeah, Araya.com, spelled A-Y-R-I-A, Araya.com. I assume that's how you pronounce it, because I must admit, I'm not 100% sure whether it's Aria or Araya or Araya. There's so many ways when you put that extra Y in there. It's like, is that the extra I or the I? You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, her, her, her real name is Jennifer. Whichever way it round she wants to roll with it, I can happily say I've been listening to this lady now for 15, 16 odd years. Because I missed the first couple of records. I'm not going to be like the uber old school guy. I missed them. I really did. Um, I came on as if she started doing this cycle for this particular record, so I think it was a year before that single dropped when the album actually came out the following year and it was included on it. But um, yeah, absolutely love her work. I've been following it ever since. Got all the little bonus versions of her bits and bobs. She packages her stuff up in these massive, good, big cardboard boxes. It's so cool. You get so many bits and bobs with it. It's absolutely awesome. And the uh, bonus second discs are usually in the. It's used, I think it's used like an extra sort of pound, maybe one pound fifty, two pound more to buy the, the deluxe version. And yeah, you get so much extra stuff with it. It's really, really cool. So go, go check her out. Also in 2008, Nine Inch Nails, if I'm so correct, I believe they dropped two records in this year. They dropped uh, The Ghosts 1 to 4, which is also an ambient sort of, sort of type thing. And they also dropped The Slip. Both records were released through the Creative Commons license shenanigans, which meant that they could uh, drop them and make them available to download for free, legally. And it was really, really cool. It meant that everyone could go and grab them and get stuck in. For me, I liked The Slip. The first half of the slip is really cool and upbeat, the second half it slows down, goes all ambient and such like, and for me, it's not really, I, I don't really enjoy the second half of the record, same as though I can appreciate what Trent was trying to do with the Ghosts record, and you can see where it would lead him into a different direction as he moved into more soundscaping and soundtracking stuff as he went on through his career. It's great for what it was, I must admit I didn't enjoy it much myself, but the first half of the record is really cool, it's got one of my favourite Nine Inch Nails songs on it, and that is Discipline.
I love it. I mean, I really do love that groove that Nine Inch Nails get going. When they hit that certain sort of thing, there's something wonderfully groovy that only Trent can do. I don't know how he does it. You know, those drums there, they sound gloriously old school and noisy, but there's just something like mm, 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 about that jazz. And yeah, nope, love it. <laughs> I think it truly is absolutely brilliant. You know, I, I, I love Nine Inch Nails. Um, I've, I've been, a va been a fan for a very, very, very long time. One of the first bands I properly, properly fell in love with in the 90s. Um, yeah, I absolutely adore the shenanigans they get up to. I remember sort of, I think I went through a period, I think it was around that sort of mid-90s sort of type thing, where I found myself first discovering the band, and yeah, it was just absolutely brilliant. Truly, truly stunning. And I can't quite remember... <sighs> yeah, it, it, it just, just... I think it was... It was the perfect drug. That was it. It was the perfect drug. You know, again, I'm not going to claim to be this old school sort of star thing. It was like, oh, I need your bed. No, 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 no. I, I know that I got it, you know, wonky and I came late to the party. But, oh, my God. Ah, oh, epic. So, so epic. Truly, truly is. But, um, yeah, right. Now, focus. <laughs> um, all right, where are we going to go to? Next, we're going to go to, from 2008, this was an absolute game changer you know i mean folks can sit and proclaim to be this all-encompassing glorified shenanigans but you know there was something magical about this band at the time it changed things because they made one they made drum and bass for people who didn't really like drum and bass but then somehow they managed to somehow shoehorn drum and bass into rock now we know that it wasn't particularly unique as bands like atari teenage riot nine inch nails and to a much more prevalent level bands like sound disciples and pitch shifter were taking drum and bass as a template and using it to make this sort of industrial sort of punky type thing going on but when Pendulum came along, the emphasis was so much more on the drum and bass aspect, with the, the slightly rocky bits sort of added as like a nuance at the end. In Silico came out in 2008, and oh my god, it was an absolute game changer. Whichever way you want to cut it, this record changed things. And um, from In Silico, it has to be Propane Nightmares. It has to be. Ain't you jungling, guy? I got the Tarzan of Jada Jungle just swinging on the vine this morning, mate. I'm telling you, this could turn Ari Krishna into a bad boy.
want to hear new music, new rock, new punk, new metal. No, not that new metal, as in metal that's new, not baggy trousers. Maybe baggy trousers. We'll see. You want to check out Dancing with the Dead on a Saturday night from 8 till 10. Ben Jekyll's here. Nothing but wall-to-wall new stuff from start to finish. MMH, the home of rock radio.
that is Lunatic Soul. Uh, the song is called Summerland. You can find it on the self-titled first record from Lunatic Soul. Now, Lunatic Soul, I stumbled across. It was a recommendation on Amazon. I don't know why. I just took a punt on it. I think it was the cover art. I'm not going to lie. It looked really, really mysterious. And loads of people were absolutely raving about it. Little did I know, it was the work of one man, a chap called Marius Duda. Now, prog fans might recognise the name as he is one of the members, one of the key members of the legendary uh, Polish prog metal band Riverside. Yep, fellas getting on what, seven records with Riverside. I think his eight records as Lunatic Soul now since 2008. His most recent work came out in 2020. It was absolutely mesmerising. Um, he chose to use, I think it was uh, Lunatic Soul was his more sort of ambient, electronic, slightly more experimental side that he was mucking about with. And I'm not going to lie, the record couldn't be further away from the sort of stuff that I usually listen to. And that particular one, in, that, that record in particular, was millions of miles away from where I was. Really chill, really tranquil, really involved, but an amazing album. Truly, truly stunning record. And yeah, that particular track, Summerland, I don't know why, it always stood with me. It was haunting, it's beautiful something just truly epic about it really really was and before the break we have pendulum oh my god absolutely amazing did a, did a show the other year i think it was not last year but the year before did pendulum versus the prodigy mixed up for an hour my god that was so much fun don't know about, about any of the rock clubs where you were but the uh, pendulum remix of prodigy's voodoo people can be heard could be heard echoing around the rock clubs for many a many a moon when they drop that remix so good so so good Right, where are we going to go next? Still looking at 2008, I'm going to go for a band that I came to very, very, very late in the game. Like, I didn't really start listening to these guys until around about 2015-ish sort of territory. I know, I know, I was well past the point when they were in their prime. And that was the rather marvellous block party. From their record Intimacy, which came out in 2008, this is Halo.
Block Party. The song is called Intimacy. No, sorry, the song is called Halo. You can find it on the record Intimacy. Oh my god, I love that record. It's really, really chill in comparison to the rest of their work. Um, it's a real change of pace, and I'm not gonna lie. First time I heard it, I was like, "What? Ah!" I thought they'd gone off the boil, but it was just them experimenting and them being really tranquil. There's some really the album overall is a lot slower. It's down tuned, it's downplayed, and it's a really tranquil piece of work in comparison to the energy that just bristles on the rest of their work. That particular track, Halo, though, is the standout one for me, obviously because it's the one that's got the most oomph about it. But it's a brilliant record. It really, really is. Really, really is. And every time I listen to Block Party, I always think of the Vault, and I always think of the Alchemist Dave, who did the Vault on Saturday Saturday evenings. And it makes me smile. I love the Vault. I really, really is. I, I, I know the Alchemist isn't going to come back because he's busy doing other bits and bobs, but we can always dream. Because if anyone listens to the Vault, oh my God, his stuff was so, so cool. He's found, he's, he found so many cool obscure indie bands from the nineties, and obscure in, in sort of indie bands from now, which are just bristling under. It was, yeah, it was really cool to listen to. We miss you, Dave. I miss The Alchemist. I really do. You never know. Maybe one day I'll give him a drop a message. Be like, Dave, come back. <laughs> right. Next, from 2008. Uh, remember, just with their third record. Um, they would. Uh, this would be their final record as well. It was The Zootons. I love The Zootons. It might just sound bluesy, groovy, poppy, and indie. Usually all at the same time. And usually within the same song as they mixed it up and jumped around all over the place. From their record, You Can Do Anything, this is You Could Make the Four Walls Cry. If the world was outline shaped, then you would make it square. Just to let the whole world know that you were standing there. And if I had a chance or way to tell you how I feel You would make the four walls cry to let me know you're real It's a good job that I love you girl and hold you close to me To let you think that I'm okay and never show I'm weak The time I spend in discontent I never leave your side Sometimes I can hold it that I love you Oh, I love 
At least I know I've got you now And this thing can go on Cause I love The Zootons, you could make the four walls cry from their record You Can Do Anything from 2008. Like I said, it's bluesy, it's rocky, it's indie, it's poppy, all within one song. There aren't many bands that can pull off two genres in one song and actually have it work. The Zootons regularly did three or four across a whole album, across individual songs. It was magical. I absolutely love that band. I really, really do. Yeah, I know, it's very light and very indie, and it's going to stay there before we get a little bit punkier on the other half. Last one for this chunk, from their record Off With Their Heads, also from 2008. Yes, it is the Kaiser Chiefs, and no, I don't care. I think they're brilliant. I can appreciate. I think this, for me, was the last album of theirs I actually enjoyed. The records that followed it had moments... But overall, they weren't quite as much fun as like the first four, which, let's face it, if, you, if, a, if a band can put out four pretty damn good records off the bat, I'd say they're in good stead. They deserve a little bit of respect for that. Yeah, I know, he went and did the voice and all that sort of shenanigans. Not here to judge on that shenanigans, here to judge on the fun and the bounce and the fact that in 2008, the Kaiser Chiefs were still kicking ass and Off With Their Heads was a great record. From that record, I love this, it's Addicted To Drugs.
Every Saturday from 6 to 8pm, Pedal to the Metal takes to the air with a blast of everything that is rock and metal. I like to think of it as the lucky dip bag of MMH, as you never know what you are going to get. So join me, Mark Parker, every Saturday night from 6 to 8pm on MMH, the home of rock radio. Feeder, the song is called Miss You. Their record Silent Cry came out in 2008. I'm not going to lie to you folks, I didn't listen to it till around about 2012, 2013-ish sort of time. Completely passed me by. Feeder, they're a band that I've always listened to, but there was definitely a period where I think my head 
it just didn't seem to want to accept that they, you know, weren't doing what they did anymore and they became something different. And I stopped listening to their current stuff. I missed about three albums worth of material. And yeah, I, I went back to it and I kicked myself. I was like, dude, why did you do this? Why did you ever doubt? You know, I didn't stop listening to like the first four or five records, but I stopped listening to their current stuff. And I really don't know why. I really became very disenfranchised with rock music around this period. And that was part of one of the bands that, you know, I missed because of it. And it's a shame. But when I went back to it, it's like, oh my god! It was like finding an old friend again. It was so nice. <laughs> so that was Miss You by Feeder from 2008. Right, you're listening to Dancing with the Dead on mmhradio.co.uk. Please do not go anywhere. Stick with us. We're going to look, continue looking at 2008 for the rest of this show. Next week, the third part of Throwback February, we're looking at 2013. But more on that later up next from also from 2008 the subways dropped their brilliant record all or nothing it's stupidly fun and this is california
Subways. The song is called California. You can find it on their record All or Nothing. See, All or Nothing, it, I was a little bit worried because when it started, it sounded very, very indie. And don't get me wrong, the Subways haven't ever veered that far away from indie, but they've got a slightly beefier, punchier sort of bit at times. And they've always had that as their opening tracks beforehand. The, that record started quite chill. And then that, I was like, oh, okay. And then that one kicked in that, that, that riff was like, what? And yeah, I was sold then. And then the rest of the ride, the rest of the album just like zipped by. Very happy. <laughs> that was from 2008. The Subways, California, from All or Nothing. Right, next, Templeton Peck. First time across this start in 2013 when I stopped my first when I first properly started doing this whole radio thing. And uh, they also got sent one of their singles at the time. Went back a little bit, so looked a bit further into their back history and found the No Association EP. Oh my god, from 2008, it's Templeton Peck and No Association.
out Templeton. Peck, absolutely love that shenanigans. Absolutely immense. Loads of awesomeness. The rather marvellous Templeton Peck and no association. Right, we're going to keep the pace up because next we're going to dive straight into the offspring. Now, by this stage, I know a lot of people are very much of the... Ah, the offspring, are they still... Yeah. Yes, they were still going. Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace, I think, was a fantastic record. Yes, they dip, they dipped their toes a little bit further into the slightly lighter, more mature territory, which I know for the offspring, it sounds ridiculous. But they did it. They slowed down, put a couple of really nice, tranquil, chill tunes on the record. But, alongside the likes of Hammerhead, they also had the Ragers. But you're going to go far, kid. Show me how to lie, you're getting better all the time And turning all against one is an art that's hard to teach Another clever word sets off an unsuspecting hurt And as you step back in the line, a mob jumps to their feet Now dance, fucker, dance, man, he never had a chance
absolutely love that. I do, I do, I do. I love the offspring. I think they're absolutely brilliant. That track is called You're Gonna Go Far, Kid. You can find it on their Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace album from 2008. Yes, I know they got a lot of flack for it. I don't care. I think they delivered it brilliantly. I thought it was an amazing record. I, it, honestly, I think it's fantastic. I love that record. I like the sound of that vibe. I really like that track. I think that track is absolutely fantastic as well. Nothing but love for the offspring. Nothing but love. Right, to round out this hour, though, we're going to go from their 2008 record, Never Too Loud, we're going to get our groovy rock on with Danko Jones. The song is called Still in High School. I'll see you on the other side, folks. Here's the deal. Me and my girl gonna sit here in the backseat Fool around all night long Don't tell a dead man he's a loose nut He'll have my dick and balls mounted Wow. It's a deal I'm all grown up I'm still in high school You make me feel like I'm all grown up I'm still in high school Me and my friends shoot the shit Check out girls, watch their tits I know you'd so understand Tuesday at 6pm, make sure you tune in to Loaded with me, Steve Webb, for your weekly fix of indie, indie rock, alternative, grunge, punk, post-punk, rock, shoegaze, a little bit of hip-hop, a little bit of electro, there is loads going on. Only on MMH, the home of a rock radio. The Guitar Show, the UK's biggest guitar exhibition, is back in Birmingham. Get your hands on products from over 150 of the world's biggest guitar brands and speak with experts and musicians over two music-packed days. There's incredible live performances on the Reverb stage, including the legendary Luke Morley from Thunder and Alice Cooper collaborator Ryan Roxy. Love guitars? Love the Guitar Show. The 25th and 26th of February at Cranmore Park. 
tickets at theguitarshow.co.uk.
Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. My name is Ben. This is Dancing with the Dead. That was the presets. The song is called This Boys in Love. It's from their record Apocalypso from 2008. Yes, I know. I know. I know. I know what you're thinking. No. 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 They do fit. <laughs> they do fit. And do you want to know why? They fit because they were covered by the marvellous Voyager from Australia in 2021. Yes, Voyager covered it in 2021. It's a standalone single in the middle of all the Rona stuff. They went, yo, check this out. And it was epic. I'm not going to lie. After checking out, I went, okay, I need to hear more of this stuff. And I went and I checked out the presets. And oh my God, my God, like five albums worth of nothing but awesomeness from proper full-blown electro stuff through some EDM through some slightly more trippy weird electro sort of bits and bobs it's like indie sort of flavour all over the place fantastic band so much variation so much variety across their records it is absolutely amazing go check out the presets I myself I think Apocalypso is the best one that's just my personal choice I think that album slaps there isn't a bad song on it the rest of them though they would be a bit more experimental maybe arguably some would say maybe a bit more creative with what they're doing apocalypso sticks to a relatively well-worn path of absolute massive club flavored bangers you know being able to put off you know 12 tracks that are that good in one go it's not easy by any measure to stick and i love it and it but it's 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 in comparison to other work it's relatively one-dimensional which i know sounds really bad i think the album is amazing but i can appreciate they had a lot more going on than the other albums Voyager, same sort of vibe. Uh, actually, no, completely different vibe. They're proggy sort of metal type thing, but yeah, no, Voyager are also awesome. Go check them out too. Voyager are nothing short of amazing. Dropped two brilliant singles last year, a phenomenal album the year before. I think they've got four, five records. Go and check out Voyager. Absolutely stunning. Both bands are from Australia, both bands absolutely kick ass. Right, we're going to go next. We're sticking with 2008. That's what we're doing this week. It's the 2008 show as we are 15 years back. We'll be looking at 2013 next week and then 2018, the last week of the month. This is MMH. The show is Dancing with the Dead. Up next, from their 2008 record, their Red Album, it's Weezer and Pork and Beans. Do the things that I want to do I 
Weezer. The song is called Pork and Beans. You can find it on their record. I think it's their third? Yeah, third self-titled album at the time, Weezer. This is the Red Album, named because, you know, this also this them on a red background. See what they did there? <laughs> oh, my God. The Red Album is brilliant. It's the first properly, like, collaborative record, uh, because up until this point, Rivers had done pretty much all of it himself. On this one, he actually collaborated with the rest of the band. He also let one of the other guys do some singing, which, again, up to this point, he had taken sole control. So it was quite a different approach from the band in comparison to what they'd done before, with it being Rivers' project. Well, essentially Rivers' project, but with some guys who sang and played with him. This one with those other facets coming in, it changed the makeup and the dynamic on the record. And I'm not gonna lie, some of it didn't quite necessarily gel for my personal taste. I could appreciate what the band were doing and I appreciate that it's a really creative piece of work, but it didn't always vibe. Some of the songs are absolutely epic and some of them, because of their size, they do outstay their welcome a little bit. But from a creative standpoint, it was really interesting to watch and listen and hear the band changing and mixing up and becoming more than just, you know, three and a half minute poppy bouncy songs with a slightly grungy guitar tone over the top, which ultimately they had a very strong chance of doing. Now, those popular elements and those slightly more experimental elements made the album a really, really interesting listen. But as you can hear from Pork and Beans, the guys still knew their way around an insane chorus. Absolutely brilliant. Right, next, the final record from the music was called Strength in Numbers and dropped in 2008. It was after a bit of a way period around and it was then probably at their lightest in comparison to what they've been doing up until this point as the previous records were bigger, more abrasive. This record was a shinier sounding record, sounding very much of that popular sort of garagey rock sort of type thing at the time. It was a very different sounding album, very indie flavoured in comparison to the rock that had come before it. I'm not gonna lie, I still think it's a fantastic record. The record is called Strength in Numbers. This is from that, it's called No Weapon Sharper Than Will.
The song is called No Weapon Sharper Than Will. You can find it on at the moment. Their final record, Strength in Numbers, from 2008. Honestly, I love the band. I think they're absolutely fantastic. It truly is stunning. Truly is stunning. Um, yeah, they really... There is it. Where are we? They have got the new vocalist... Well, not new vocalist. They have uh, vocalist um, Adam. It's got a new project called Badlands on Fire. There's vinyl and singles kicking around. Go and check that jazz out. Uh, the band recently did... Was it last summer? I think they, they performed a collection of sold-out shows. Loads of screenings, loads of signed foot, loads of signed bits and bobs, all kicking around. Loads of vinyl reissues of the records absolutely immense we went to a massive herculean effort last year to try and give something back to the store to the to the, to the fans absolutely amazing if you look up the music uk you should be able to find them on your various socials and such like go find them go see what they're up to go give them some love go and check out the records they are truly truly mesmerizing a friend of mine once described them it sounded as almost as if like led zeppelin were dragged kicking and screaming up to current day and i'd say that's fair because in comparison to your Greta Von Fleet, who just sound like they want to be Led Zeppelin in 1975, you know, the music sound like what Led Zeppelin would be doing now, that very that very keen, very specific sort of style of vocal with them big rock riffs. There's so much more to it than just sounding like old dated riffs. They've taken a style and they've made it current and they've made it contemporary. Even going back 15 years, it still sounds like it still doesn't sound out of place now. Absolutely brilliant. Truly stunning. Right, last one for this little chunk. We're going to get a little bit noisier on the other half, all right? But from their, uh, their debut record, Compassion Fatigue, featuring uh, Jan Jarvis, who I found because he used to play in a band called Radiator from the UK. Amazing band. And I followed him into Hate Gallery from Compassion Fatigue. This is Good Thing Comes to Those Who Hate.
Tune in to Losing It with Luscious. That's me, Jesse Luscious, spinning the best of punk rock and oh, so much more. Every Monday night, 8 to 10 p.m. Only on MMH, the home of rock radio.
Welcome back, folks. That was Pain. The song is called Follow Me. You can find it on their 2008 record, Cynic Paradise. That particular track features Annette Olsen, who at the time was the singer of Nightwish. Of course, her and Nightwish parted companies, much like Taria before her, on not the best of terms, before Floor, who's currently still with the band, um, took over as vocalist. Taria and um, Annette, of course, have had their fallings out with the band. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the fantastic Pain. Pain is a, uh, at the time, I think it was a side project of Peter Targren, um, who, of course, is the, uh, the, the owner of the Sound Lab um, and uh, the, the legendary Hypocrisy, one of the, one of the most forefront of, of Mellow Death bands from Scandinavia in the 90s. His influences are massive and monumental. He chose to step away from that at the end of the 90s with the Pain Project. I think they're around, around about sort of seven, eight albums into their career, probably more, and I want to see if I actually think about it. Um, but they had been active for nearly, for nearly a quarter of a century. I think it was 99, I think I first heard of the band. Absolutely immense, stupidly massive projects. Phenomenal. Cynic Paradise is an absolutely monstrous record. I must admit, for me, my personal favorite record is probably always gonna be maybe Probably nothing remains the same. Um, it's an absolutely fantastic record. But, you know, that's bad to buy. Um, Cynic Paradise is still a really, really good record. And I think Anna Olsen being on that, she adds a certain element to it that's absolutely magical. It truly, truly is. Right, we're going to stay in Scandinavia for a couple because it's time to start getting noisy. Up next from their record from the same, from 2008, The Haunted returned with Verses. Oh my God, this record was immense. And it featured one of my favourite Haunted tracks. It's called Fault Line. Let's go! 
Haunted. The song is called Fault Line. You can find it on their 2008 record, Versus. I'm not going to lie. I think the band are fantastic. I love that track so, so much. I, I love the band. I think they're absolutely amazing. Seen them so many times. They never, ever, ever disappointed. Not once. Every single time they absolutely slayed it. I think the last time I saw them, they came over here with Sugar. Going to play them in a bit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, absolutely nailed it nailed it but before we get all groovy and weird and sinewy with my sugar let's absolutely thrash the living hell out of things with some death grind yeah why not cold worker featuring ex-members of nausum dropped out their brilliant record rotting paradise in 2008 this is the opening track my god this will take your skin off it's reversing the order I said about how they were is this why i think i went off you know your mainstream rock in the such like in in, in this sort of period because i went either electronic or I went to the logical end of the spectrum and just got my skin ripped off amazing reversing the order by cold worker taking their rotting paradise record absolutely immense 2008 also saw 
the joyous wonder of the uh, of torture division. <laughs> I love this lot. They kicked out, I think it was nine three-track demos um, over the course of about five, six years, starting in 2008. Oh my God, featuring uh, members of that was it, MCMXX, The Hate, uh, The Hate Project, and Grave and Entombed for three. God damn, they made a lot of noise. This is from their first EP, End This Rotten World. It's Torture Division and Double Barrel Remedy. And yeah, it's about as subtle as the title suggests. the soundtrack of a generation from the tracks of your younger years to the charts of tomorrow so check it out Wednesdays at 8pm That 90s Kid exclusively to MMH the home of rock radio MMH the home of rock radio
Welcome back, folks. It's now time for the final part of Dancing with the Dead. That was Meshuggah. The song is called Combustion. It's the opening track of their Obzen record, hailed by many as a high point in the band's career. Right, so, so far we've looked at the indie, we've looked at the electronica, we've looked at the punk, we've looked... Yeah, I suppose there was a little bit of rock in there. And then we've looked at Northern Europe, because we had a bit of a dance through some Scandinavian shenanigans. Let's see what the Americans were up to in 2008. What came out of the good old-fashioned US of A 15 years ago? There's two or three bands who really stand out as they topped a lot of the polls in the readers and in the reviewers' polls, and they split a few split a few uh, opinions on them as well. From All Hope Is Gone, it has to be Slipknot.
Slipknot and Psychosocial, you can find it on their record, All Hope Is Gone. I'm not going to lie to you, I don't like that album. I really don't, I don't think it's a very good album. I think overall it's quite a weak album. But hot diggity damn if that song isn't an absolute beast and is so much fun to play on Guitar Hero. Like stupid, stupid fun to play on Guitar Hero. Oh my god, I must. Have, I played a lot of Guitar Hero in my time and I spent a lot of time perfecting that bad boy because it is so much fun to groove that monster. It's an absolute beast. I know there are times when you play Guitar Hero sat down, in times when you just want to jump up and down like an absolute fool in your front room and that song has that effect. Absolutely brilliant. Slipknot. Psychosocial. There is also other noisy things going on with their third record, no, second record. Yeah, Cancer Bats returned. Oh my god, did they return.
was cancer bats. Forgive me, I've just ah, screamed myself raw. My God, cancer bats and hell destroyer. <coughs> ah, love that track. It's this epic. It might have actually killed me. Ah, right, it's time to say goodnight. <coughs> ah, I say thank you very, very much for listening. My name is Ben. This is Dancing with the Dead. You're here on mmhradio.co.uk. This has been a 2008 special edition. It's part of Throwback February. Next week, we'll be doing 2013 as we go back 10 years in the third part of Throwback February. Any suggestions, please drop us a mail. Benjacko at mmhradio.co.uk. Now to play us out. I can't even sing. I ain't got a chance now. I'm just going to go and collapse in the corner. From there... Highly controversial record because of the horrific mixing, and I mean that in the best way possible to the band. It's Death Magnetic. And no, I didn't know which one to pick. I went for this one because I think the riff is absolutely killer, and I think the end section's really cool. It's broken, beat, and scarred. Be good, folks. Have an amazing week. I'll see you soon. Yeah.